Thank you for listening to the Learn Film Natchez podcast. I'm the executive director here at Film Natchez. My name is Devin Clue, and today this podcast is an archive of a live video that we did with Michael Williams from the Magnolia Film Festival, and he is discussing how filmmakers can get their films in a film festival. Okay, it looks like we're live. I'm gonna add you, Michael. All right, we're both on. We'll give people just a couple minutes. I've been doing all my research and it um, says, oh look, I can see myself. Okay. <laughs> it says give people a couple minutes because sometimes it takes a little while to come through. Yeah. And I'm going to pull it up on my phone just in case anyone's comments aren't showing up. Maybe I can follow along and try to answer all of your questions as we go. All right, hey from NOLA, hey Tim and Kiwan. Um, All right, we're getting some people on. I can see your comments on my computer and my phone. So if you have any questions as we go, ask them here and we'll get to you. Um, Candy's watching from Pennsylvania. Michael and I, I'm in Mississippi. Are you in Mississippi, Michael? Yeah, I'm up in West Point. So we're kind of like opposite. Here we are. everybody all around. We're going to be talking about Film Fest today. Hey Thor, hey Kiwan. Um, I'm Devin, I'm from Film Natchez. You guys have been seeing my face all week on live. Um, so I'm getting used to this. And today we have Michael. Um, Michael is a filmmaker and a writer and a photographer, DP, he does everything and he also, um, has been with Magnolia Film Fest for a while, which I got to go to this year. And it was so incredibly cool. The content was amazing. It was so well done. Um, Everything was like smooth and perfect. And I just had a really great time. So I asked Michael to come on today and he's gonna talk about his festival, um, submitting to festivals, a little bit about making films um, that you can submit. We're going to talk about kind of everything here. So, Michael, first, if you just want to tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about the MAG. Well, I'm Michael Williams, and I'm from West Point, Mississippi. And I'm a filmmaker, but I'm also the president of the Magnolia Independent Film Festival, and that's Mississippi's oldest film festival. 
We started in 1997. It was founded by Ron Tibbet. He saw that there was no film festival in Mississippi, and he was a filmmaker who had just moved here. So he decided to make his first film festival, and that kind of sparked the independent film community in Mississippi. So that sparked um, Oxford, Tupelo, um, Crossroads, and Jackson, and kind of made us a state with a bunch of film festivals. So I've been the president for the last couple of years, and we're getting ready. We just finished our last festival in February, and now mm-hmm. next February we'll have our 24th year. And we actually opened for submissions April 1st, so it's like the perfect time to talk about submissions. Perfect. Yeah. So this, you know, just a couple days. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit more about the submission process for your festival. We probably have some um, filmmakers joining us here. And if you didn't get to make it to live, this video will stay up. So tell us how they can submit, what the process is like, what they need to know. Yeah, so it's really easy now. It used to be more difficult where you had to mail in submissions and there are different mm-hmm. websites, but now it's all very streamlined on filmfreeway.com. So just about every festival is on Film Freeway, mm-hmm. and there's ways for you to search based on when it, when it is, where it is, what kind of festival it is, what kind of submissions they take. And so if you look on um, Film Freeway, you can search Magnolia Film Festival, and you'll see our page come up, and there's different deadlines. So um, April 1st, we open up for submissions. So during our off season is kind of our submission season. So that's, you know, months and months and months where filmmakers can submit their films. And it's cheaper if you submit between the opening date and the early deadline. And then we have a regular deadline and a late deadline that makes it a little more expensive. So you know, if you submit between April and August 1st, it's the, the cheaper version. And then it's a little more expensive between then and our regular and then, then and our late. And then around December, we start making our selections, um, figuring out who's actually going to be in the festival start notifying filmmakers, and then get ready for the February festival. So until, between now and then, either you can be a filmmaker submitting, or if you're a film lover or just someone who's interested in helping out a film festival, you can be a screener. So, you know, we're taking screener applications right now. If you go to our Facebook page, Mac Film Fest, um, there's a little way you can sign up, and you can watch films from your own home. You can watch them for the next six, seven months and help us grade yeah. the films and decide which ones we're going to show. Yeah, I know. I told you I would be a screener for this year. Yeah. Uh, I highly suggest Everyone who's watching, uh, whether you're a filmmaker, film lover, uh, student, whatever you are, sign up to be a screener. Um, You get to see kind of all the stuff that comes in, and it really gives you some free education on Film Fest, in my opinion, um, because you can just see kind of the wide range of stuff that's getting submitted, and you can also see what ends up getting accepted. Yeah, and it makes you a better submitter, too. Yeah. So if you're on the film festival end or if you're on the screener end, you see how people are presenting their films to a festival. Right. And so if you see that the presentation is not great, that affects the score of the screener and also the programming people who are like, well, there's not a good trailer. There's not a good poster. The synopsis makes no sense. Then you're like, that does hurt against you. Sometimes it's not just the film. It's also how you present it. Right. Um, Tell us a little bit about maybe how many films submitted last year and how many ended up getting to make it to the festival? Yeah, so last year we actually almost doubled. So two years ago we had about 170 submissions, that's shorts mm-hmm. and features. Um, but then we expanded our categories a little bit this last year to include family-friendly films, music videos, and to really encourage animations in different genres that we weren't mm-hmm. getting before. So we ended up getting, I think it was 330 submissions this year, wow. um, but we could only accept 38. So. Right. Um, depending on the festival, you know, something like Oxford, they have a much bigger um, programming space than we do. We're only a three-day festival, one screen. 
um, we had five different blocks. So mm -hmm. each block or four out of those five blocks has a feature and the rest are short. So it's really a game of, you know, there may be a lot of films that we loved, but it's just they're a little too long. You know, if it's a 30 minute short, that's really hard to program when right. we have three 10 minute shorts that are really good. We'd rather accept three 10 minute shorts. So that's why I love that you did the 10 minute screenplay. Because yeah. really 10 minutes is like the sweet spot, you know, five to 10 minutes. If you can make a really good short film, it makes it a lot easier to program anything over that, especially for a festival like ours. Right. It's very hard to program unless it's just really stellar. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about films freeway a little bit. So also there are writing contests and um, festivals and stuff just for writers. So that could be something that you want to do during this uh, free time um, that we're all getting, maybe not even voluntarily, but they have all kinds of stuff on Film Freeway. So I totally suggest checking that out. As um, Yeah, just explore it and see, make a calendar. Like you can also yeah. sign up the watch list so you can say, hey, remind me when this deadline's coming up. Right. So you can look and discover which festivals you like, which ones you want to shoot for. And you know, yes, there's Sundance and all that, but like, there's all these smaller, you know, yeah. medium to local regional festivals that are really, really good, like Sidewalk, um, Indian Memphis, Oxford. All these are pretty big ones to try to get into. So I'd make a yeah. set of goals, either for your short or your screenplay. For sure. Um, what do you think the benefits for a filmmaker getting their uh, short accepted into a film festival? What it's are they everything. Getting? Yeah. So <laughs> I always tell people, like, the only reason I have a career is because I went to film festivals. Mm -hmm. So in 2005, I got into my very first film festival. That, that one film festival led me to meeting Philip Gentile at University of Southern Mississippi, who told me I could go to school for film. I had no idea. Um, and so I was like, oh, that, that's cool. And then I met Kat Phillips, who ended up giving me my first job as a camera assistant. So mm -hmm. I was hired as a PA. They're like, we need a camera assistant. And I was just trained on the fly. And, that's, and I was a camera assistant for like 10 years. And so just you never know when you go to a festival what's going to happen or who you're going to meet. Right. And I can go back to every festival I've ever been to. Either I made a connection that just was a nice collaborator or someone who just gave me cool ideas or inspired me or it actually led to real jobs. And so yeah. even if you can't get a film into the festival, be a volunteer, um, yeah. just attend and you know network. It's, it's all about networking and totally. getting your getting your work out there, but also getting yourself out there. Because if you're a filmmaker, you're a brand, you're a right. business in your own. So you're either promoting yourself as a crew member, as a filmmaker or whatever. And film festivals for one are just fun, but also right. they're really, really beneficial. Um, and you guys had some uh, filmmaker retreat and some workshops. And I know Oxford had a lot of workshops planned and they're kind of transitioning some of their events to online. So it's really, it's a party, but it's also a learning experience yeah so like crossroads last year they did master classes that were amazing like they brought in the cinematographer from quantum asalis and finding neverland awesome. and did a master class so like there's educational opportunities like that but there's also there's all these parties so mississippi film festivals are really good about hospitality and creating opportunities for you to get to know the other filmmakers and really bond and create, you know, it's kind of like according to summer camp over three days, you're going to become friends with these people and you're going to keep in contact and follow their work and maybe even work with them one day. So it's, you know, you want to take advantage of not just the screening parts, but also the social activity because it's just a lot of fun. And it's, it's a good reward too. If you've been working hard on the film and you get into a film festival, go to that film festival and yeah. treat yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll I know people will say a little bit of both, but in your opinion, do you um, make a short knowing that you have a certain film festival plan to submit it to, or do you 
just make one and then submit it to like as many as you can. Um, you definitely want to keep a roster of the film festivals you like, because that's one thing for a while I would make a film every single year and I knew that I would get it done a certain time so I could go to Crossroads, Oxford, Magnolia, and all the ones that I had a relationship with. Like I want to make sure every year I have something in it. Um, and so I kind of did that routine. And then when I did my first feature, Ozland, I was like, I'm going to submit it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I raised up a bunch of money. And I basically said, you know, if you come to a screening or you buy merchandise, that all goes back to film festival fees. So we mm -hmm. had thousands of dollars to spend on film festival fees. But I learned that casting such a wide net isn't financially responsible. Right. And so for my next feature, I looked into which festivals had I been in, which ones had, were a right fit. So that's what you need to do. Do your research. Don't yeah. just start throwing it out there like, I'm going to put one in every single state because you may not even have a shot at them. Yeah. Um, if you actually were to research them. So I would say, you know, if you have a short, you know, definitely go to the festival, submit to the festivals that you have a relationship or a mm -hmm. goal to be in, you know, submit mm -hmm. to those, but then start asking filmmakers and saying, Hey, which ones do you like? Which ones have you had a good experience with, right. but also check their Facebooks and their um, websites. If they're not up to date and they are not good looking, mm -hmm. it may not be worth your submission fee. So, I mean, yeah. Submission fees can be very expensive, so I'd say be you know conservative, but you know spend what you're willing to spend, but be smart when you spend it. Right, and uh, looking at the websites and the Facebooks and everything, I um, like to suggest to my students just go on and look what at what was accepted into film festivals, and a lot of times you can find these shorts on Vimeo or YouTube or something, and um, that's another like free way to educate yourself about what's getting accepted because you can kind of see the quality of work or the types of stories um yeah. that are you know that are making it in the film festivals and um as a screener of course you get to see all of that but even before that you can just go look um oxford has all of theirs up online right now they just kind of announced their um Look at their Facebook, you guys who are watching, because they just announced this like online um, kind of screening event that they're doing. Melanie was going to join us today, but she's going to um, come on another day to talk to Aww. us. Yeah. Um, so look at theirs, too. Um, yeah. And talking about researching festivals, you really want to read the directions, too. Um, like if you're submitting in a category that you're not qualified for, you may have a great film, but you may get disqualified. So make sure you're reading the directions and you're reading the personality of the festival. Yeah. You know, we just now had a family friendly category added, but before that, if you submitted a family friendly film, it was very hard for us to program because our blocks went from G to R and right. there was not a family friendly category. But now that we have yeah. one, if you see that, you know, you have a family friendly film, you look for those categories because it, it's also a good way to practice your marketing, like in your, your business plan. And if you made a film, who is your audience? You should always pinpoint that if you're making a short for a festival or if you're making a film for distribution, who's your audience. And so if you're looking at that, like, okay, which film festivals will make sense for my film, which ones have categories specifically for my film. And that'll really help you for one, get into more festivals, but make a smarter choice on how you submit. Yeah. I, um, and there are some festivals that are so specific, like, mm -hmm just for your genre or just maybe just for your like region or state. Like I'm from Athens, um, Georgia. I don't know if any, I don't see any of my Athens friends watching right now. I don't think, but we have a, um, it's called Sprockets and it is only a music video festival. So um, very, very specific, but they, they do awards in each um, music video 
category. And uh, so there's all kinds of stuff out there, like a horror fest or just an animation fest. Um, there's several like online writing fest. And you guys had a music mm. video. Um, you're yeah, we added that this year too. Now. So we kind of added it in, in a different category where it's, you know, kind of during our pre-rolls and our intermissions just mm -hmm. because we still have a very limited space, but it was nice to kind of add that and see how we could play with that this year. So, and actually next year we're working on having a golden triangle film. So films that are made in the little region that we're in, Starfield, Columbus and West Point, we're yeah. trying to promote five minute and under short films made by people in our area yeah. and try to add that into our mix this year. So how did you guys, I came um, to your Friday night programming, I think. And we got to fill out our little um, audience judges uh, cards. So how did you weigh the audience opinion versus the um, judges opinion? Yes. So every film is judged by our judges. And there's a few they have to watch in advance just because of how the timing works. But most of the films they actually judge in the audience with, with an audience, which I think is different because a lot of festivals they may be judging at their house, but they don't get the vibe of the room. Right. And so I think that's really fun. Um, so we have our judges who judge every film, give out every award, except for our Ron Tibbet Award of Excellence. That's something that our, the heads of the festival give out, we mm -hmm. pick. And then the Audience Choice Award is just our audiences. Cool. So we actually tallied up the scores every night and have a little algorithm to where we figure out what the score is. And whoever had the highest score, that was the film that won Best Audience. So it's a true Audience Choice Award. What ended up winning best audience i don't remember uh, i think it was baghead actually i don't know if you um, saw baghead yes i so i didn't get to see okay. that one but i looked at it in your program um it, which was really surprising like it was it's a genre kind of sort of horror right. um film and you usually those are people like them but it's not when we have people who are 50 60 70 years old right. all the way down to 18 that may not be the the one everybody loves but for yeah. some reason people just loved it and it's, it's a great story that's why yeah. it's so well done but I was excited to see that a genre film won best audience choice. Cause usually it's a comedy or something. Yeah. Um, so let's see, I'm not, okay, here we go. We're getting a question. So, okay. Is it considered bad taste if you submit your film to a festival, but you can't make it to the festival? Oh, no. Um, I mean, most festivals, you know, in Mississippi, it makes it, they make it very easy. You know, Oxford crossroads and mag we give, um, hotel rooms, or mm -hmm. we make it very easy for you to come. But film festivals know that f filmmakers may not can travel. Right. Uh, maybe they can't afford to come. So I think that's totally fine. I mean, you definitely want to go to as many as you can, but no one's going to hold it against you if you can't. Um, but if a film festival is offering something, you know, definitely take them up on that offer. Um, if they're not, you know, be understanding that some festivals just don't have the money. Um, yeah. They can't pay for a hotel or travel. Um, so it's just kind of, you know, maybe maybe figure out which ones you can attend, which ones make it financially um, suitable for you. But maybe also if you have friends in the area or something that makes it more sense. So just kind of you know, pick and choose which ones you can go to. Right. Um, but always do have a good relationship. Even if you don't go, still make a relationship with that festival via email or telephone and promoting them on Facebook. You want to make sure that you're still active and that you're participating and that you're not missing emails. Like, you know, if you're we've had trouble with you know, trying to get a hold of a filmmaker and we're saying, we need your film. You need to submit it. You didn't fill out whatever we sent you. So right. that makes it very difficult on the festival and adds a lot of time. So just even if you can't come, just make sure you're present and doing everything you're supposed to. Yeah. If you can go, then go. Cause you get yes. to have like a little celebrity um, experience. You know, you guys had some, a red carpet and some interviewers and um, making it really fun. 
for the filmmakers. Yeah. So I think you guys did a great job with that. Yeah. And you got to come um, to the retreat, which is always something that's yeah. very special to the Mab because we have a little, um, a little excerpt from Craig Brewer that we put on the screen that we got mm-hmm. last year. We asked him to write a little something. And he said, you know, right before he blew up with Hustle and Flow, he was at the MAG the year before with a different feature. And he was getting all these phone calls from Hollywood right before they were going to do their luncheon. And that was something Ron Tibbet really wanted to make important, where you sit down, you eat together, you have this moment. And, you know, that was a moment where they kind of were able to talk and say, hey, you know, you know even though if you're about to go to all Hollywood, you know, don't, don't lose sight of what, what independent filmmaker means, you know, this kind of conversation right. they had. And that really stuck, or stuck with Craig. And that's one reason why he loves our festival so much because of what Ron Tibbet, you know, taught him and that relationship they had. So those kind of filmmaker retreats really can mean a lot. Yeah, that was, it was a great event and the food was awesome. So (laughs) I had a lot of fun at that. Um, Tell us just a little bit, if anybody has any questions, we're about to finish up here, but ask your questions. Um, Tell us a little bit about your indie artist roster that you started for uh, quarantine. (laughs) Yeah. So there's just so many people out there who I know are creators, either they're musicians, novelists, uh, filmmakers. And it's so easy for us to now have our stuff on streaming. So you may not make a lot that way, but you make a little bit and it helps to get it out there. And when I started seeing all this stuff happening where literally the our industry just dries up and there's no film gigs, there's no music gigs, there's nothing. Um, there's a way for the people to at least get some a little bit of income or a little bit of exposure that can maybe help. And so we created this roster where if you're a creator and you have your stuff available online or in an online store, um, you could fill out our roster. And then when people are bored, they can go through and click and say, okay, what am I going to watch tonight? Instead of getting on Netflix and looking at the Marvel movie or something, why not look at something that's a little different, something that you wouldn't discover otherwise. And so we have this indie artist roster that you can go through and pick, if you want to look at a film or music or a novel and, find something, who they are, where they're from, and support that indie artist. Yeah, that's so cool. I'll post, I post the the link on our Facebook, but I'll post it again in the comments. Yeah, so we're up to like 80-something um, different things, yeah. so there's a lot of different stuff to that's choose from. so cool, and maybe, Michael, will you post um, the submission link for the mag and maybe yeah. a link to the Becoming a Screener? Um, yeah, I'll do Everyone that. here, mm-hmm. sign up to do that for sure. Um, let's see, okay, from Jeremiah. Since the MAG is a Mississippi film festival, do you try to prioritize Mississippi-made films? Yes. So we're still a very competitive festival just because, you know, we can only accept, you know, 30-something films. But we want to make sure that Mississippi filmmakers get a chance. And so there's a, there's a rating scale that we have to where a film has to get a certain rating to be eligible. And that rating scale for Mississippi films is a little more flexible um, to where we want to make sure that they have a shot. Um, but also we look at the film and the filmmaker and maybe make exceptions here and there and be like, you know, we really want, maybe they didn't quite get that score, but we know that this film is worth programming. And so every year we try to have a good handful of filmmakers from Mississippi. And it's not always the same filmmaker. Sometimes it is. But we also want to encourage more Mississippians to submit because we didn't have as many submit last year as the year before. Yeah. And so that's something we want to make sure that if you're a Mississippian, please submit. And, you know, if you don't get in, please submit again because we are a very competitive festival. It's hard to program everything we want. Um, but we want to keep seeing people resubmit and improving their, their work so we can accept it or we can find room to fit it to next year. Yeah. And I was, um, really impressed. I, there were several Mississippi, a couple of Mississippi films. I saw John Bateman's film at your festival. And, um, there were also ones from all over. Like I met some, um, uh, people from Chicago that came and, uh, one of, wasn't one of them from Hong Kong, one of your shorts. 
Yeah, the short was from, we have films from all over the world. Yeah. We have um, Middle Eastern films, European films, uh, Asian films, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of, if it wasn't for COVID, we would have had probably a few more fly in from out of the country, right. but it was just tough. So like in past years, we've had filmmakers from Norway come, Canada, the oh. UK, and they come to Mississippi. And sometimes it's the first time they've been to Mississippi and they're like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah, and we just fill them with food and alcohol and you know, they have fun. Yeah, <laughs> so. awesome. All right. Anybody else have any questions um, while we see if there are any more questions? Michael, is there anything you want to leave us with? Um, if you want to check out the Mag Film Fest, we're Mag Film Fest on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Facebook, we just posted our um, our link to sign up to be a screener. But we'll make sure to circulate that some more. Um, but if you want to submit and you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to me or the Mag Film Fest email. Um, you know, even if it's not for our festival, I'm happy to give any kind of info or insight or feedback for submitting festivals. Cool. All right. Um, I'm not seeing any more questions. So thank you, Michael, so much for talking to Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Um, hopefully, maybe since some people have some free time, um, they can make some stuff, make some content, get editing some work that they've already done, or maybe they're just writing and get ready to submit because April 1st is um, when you're open, right? Yep, and August 1st is the cheaper deadline. So okay. make a go for August 1st. or right. get it in before August 1st so the price doesn't go up on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you everybody yeah. for watching and for your questions and comments. Um, share this and make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter and our Facebook because um, we have some, um, oh, Kiwan has a question. Okay, so we have another challenge coming up on Monday and some more events coming up next week, uh, another interview. And we're also working on um, moving some of our workshops that we were gonna be having this quarter on to um, online platforms so that we can still have those. Kiwan, uh, Kiwan's a music maker and he asked if there, are any opportunities at um, your festival or maybe any festivals that you know of where um, people can submit film scores? Um, yeah, to- there. Yeah, there are some film. Not uh, not my not our festival. Mm-hmm. Well, we do actually. Um, we do some accept music from Mississippi artists that mm-hmm. we use to play during our pre-roll and intermission. So instead mm-hmm. of having stock music playing when people are waiting, we have music by actual musicians and we put a little tag on there saying, you're listening to so-and-so and give their social media link. Cool. So we do that. It's not necessarily a competition. It's just a way to get people exposed to what Mississippians are making, but definitely look and see. I know there are some festivals that do have film scores or maybe they have a film store category. So if you do get a film, if you do make music for a film, maybe encourage the filmmaker to submit so maybe you can be up for that award. Um, but I'll do some research and see. Um, that is a little more of a niche category that maybe yeah. not um, is widespread. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely look into it. Yeah. And I know there's a, lot, there's a lot of filmmakers looking for composers. Like I get yeah. um, filmmakers asking me all the time who I use. And the guy I use, he doesn't do it as, as readily as I think people would want. So he's a little right. more limited on what he does. But there are a lot of filmmakers who need good scores. So just start marketing yourself as a um, film composer and people will start reaching out to you. Yeah, and Kiwan, put your stuff on the um, indie artist roster too, because yes. mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll post that again um, so that people can look at that. And yeah, all right. Any last questions? 
I think that's it. I mean, Michael and I are both still on Facebook. So if you post a question, I'm sure we can respond to your comment, yeah, even, if you're, uh, even if we're not on live anymore. And thank you so much, Michael. Thank you everyone thank you. for watching. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday. Bye. Bye.